Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 285. Happy Friday episode. Hope you are doing well. I want to come on here and say all that I said about Taraji P. Henson in the previous episode, I take it back. I take it back. Maybe I've been underestimating her talent. I know she was talented. I've seen her work. I've seen her in different movies, different shows, and different roles. Um, Maybe not in different roles entirely, though, because I feel like I personally pigeonholed her to a ghetto, angry, black woman trope, bitter, you know, just the roles that are typical for some of the productions that she's been a part of, that she's been a part of. And though she's done an excellent job fulfilling the character, right? I give her that. It was just still, oh, that's that's that. You know, it wasn't really extraordinaire. Um, it wasn't anything special in my opinion. I mean, you know, she's an actress. She knows how, she knows how to do her stuff. But I just didn't feel like it was beyond. Yo. I'm probably eating crow right now, but I recently watched, I haven't finished it yet, but I watched the movie Hidden Figures, okay? And that is a movie in which she stars in alongside Octavia Butler. (laughs) Butler. Oh my gosh. Is it Butler? Is it Butler? Octavia? Spencer. Oh my gosh. Octavia Butler is the, uh, the, the author. Look, that's a... Very interesting name. So to have two Octavias who are both black women, I really want to know the the genesis of that name. But anyway, Taraji is killing her character. Like I I'm amazed. Like I'm 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 just so taken by her character, her mannerisms within her role her features, the way she's expressing herself. Like I am so taken. And for those who may not be familiar with the, with the movie is based on three black women who are geniuses, I would say, because they're super intelligent when it comes to STEM and engineering. And so they actually pioneered for a lot of other black women to have an education in the STEM field. And I think one of them went to, well, allegedly, if you want to believe in the the moon landing, but let's not go there right now. But one of them, I think it, it leads up to it in the movie. Again, I haven't finished it yet, but one of them makes it in the, in the spaceship. Let's just say that. Um, if they really make it to the moon, that's something else. But let's not focus on that, Maxine. Focus. Fuck. Um, she's from she's phenomenal. Taraji is killing this this role, and I feel like she should have gotten an Oscar for it because my God, today how she got? I'm sure she's gotten awards for it, but she should have gotten an Oscar for it. <laughs> like. Wow. I, I'm so taken by the movie. I think the whole movie is really good. I mean, you have Kevin, I mean, Kevin Costner, Kevin, you can't go wrong with Kevin Costner. I loved him ever since the bodyguard. Hello. Hello, Whitney. Hello. 
Shoot. Kevin Costner is one fine white man. Okay. Even then, then and today, I know he's in that new show called, was it Yellowstone? I heard it's good. I haven't watched it yet. I may check it out at one point, but he is, anyway, that mo- this movie, Hidden Figures, is amazing. So shout out to Taraji P. Henson. She deserves all of the money that she says she is being cheated from. All of the money that she that she is not getting enough of, all of the money that she is not getting paid the same wage, if not more than her counterparts, she deserves it all because my God today, I, I'm convinced. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is me eating crow whatever the term is, um, the phrase is, I, I'm, I'm taken aback. She did an amazing job. She's, she, yeah, she bodied that character. So shout out to her. She said that was the, no, it was proud Mary. Yeah. Proud Mary was when she only got, that was the latest. She's gotten a bump in her pay and Hidden Figures was much later than Proud Mary. So that's pretty disappointing. She did, a, she did a phenomenal job. Like, wow. So shout out to Taraji P. Henson. Like this video if you agree. <laughs> uh, but let's, speaking of Oscars, let's talk about Angela Bassett. The phenomenal, the legend. I would say the living legend. I say anyone who's worked closely with Whitney Houston is a legend, but you know, she obviously holds her own. Uh, Angela Bassett is just so amazing from her role as Katherine Jackson in the Jackson five, her role has Tina Turner, um, and what's love got to do with it. Her role has Bernadine and waiting to exhale. Shoot. Her role as Stella and how Stella got her group. I mean, the list goes on. She is so well-rounded she is so full in her range. And that's the, and that's just what I'm saying in the difference between Taraji and Angela Bassett. Because with Angela, I've seen so many different movies that have been so successful, so resonating with the masses. And her roles were diverse and uh, just wow, I didn't know she could go there. She could go, like she, she's not just a typical black girl, which is nothing's wrong with that story. But I also feel like, you know, because shout out to my nail, ugh, gross. But because, you know, we see a lot of times white female, act, white actresses, they have so much of a range in their, in their movies, right? We see them as aliens. We see them as mothers, daughters, rich woman, pole woman, uh, teacher, homeless person. Like we see such a range in white actresses. And when we see some black actresses, at least there isn't much range. And it's like, dang, like, why can't I see you in a different light? I know you're Kate, like you're capable of it. I know that, but I don't see that. So that's what I was just expressing with Taraji. I haven't seen that, or maybe I just haven't been exposed to it enough yet until, until today, child, when I watch hidden figures, wow. Taraji deserves every amount of dollar. She is saying she is owed. Okay. But yeah, Angela Bassett, legend, legend, beautiful, 
talented. She's she's also been in American Horror Story. Just scary. Scary as fuck. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Like, that's how you know you're a good actor. You can convince me in any role. You know, you're not pigeonholed into one character. I could see you as a villain, as a victim, as the oppressor. Like, in any capacity, I could see you in that way. So I'm just so, so impressed. Y'all, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Phenomenal. Phenomenal actress, okay? She finally got the uh, recognition. I mean, she's been getting recognized. Don't get me wrong. I think she's been getting, I think she's been a recognized, well-respected and revered actress in Hollywood. She's not only respected in the black space, but in masses, like all around. So I don't want to limit her to just that. But anyway, she recently received an honorary Oscar award. Yes, honorary, which I find to be very interesting because what the fuck is an honorary Oscar award? <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now? Uh, but nonetheless, she received it. And that's that's great. You know, congratulations. Nonetheless, I am happy for you. But something interesting took place when she accepted her award, which was given to her by Regina King. Regina King is another fellow actress who is phenomenal in her work. She's also a director. You may know her from 227, from The Boondogs, Boys in the Hood. I mean, the list goes on. She's very talented and well well rounded in her in her talents so she gives a speech honoring angela bassett giving her this award and as angela receives the award from from her she embraces her but not just like a hug and you know kiss to kiss on the cheek she places Angela. Angela places both hands on Regina King's cheeks, right? Motioning her face towards her and gives her a peck on the lips. Now, it was a quick peck. I mean, not too, too quick, but it wasn't long. And it was, you know, uh, this closed-eyed. She's very excited to receive this award. You could feel the the happiness and joy in the embrace. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I saw it. Like, what is this, honey? What are we doing right now? Because, of course, where does my mind go? Where does my mind go? Illuminati, right? Where does it go? humiliation, ritual, where does it go? It goes all the way there because it's just so random. And yes, you can embrace people in in the heat of the, the moment, right? In the enjoyment of what's happening. That's not strange to me. But what is strange is the way that she's showing affection. 
there's a myriad of ways to show affection. You could hug someone, you could kiss them on the cheek, but to kiss her on the lips was peculiar to me. It was because we've never seen this from Angela Bassett. She's never played a role in which she showed um, lesbianism in any capacity. So this sudden expression really just kind of made me open my eyes. And it just made me kind of wonder, like, dang, when you get to any point in your career where you kind of reach this upper echelon, you reach another rank, you always have to go through some type of either humiliation, some type of um, just compromising of what compromising of your morale shout out to cat williams right you know whether that's you as a black man and yes not all black male actors experience this but a lot of the comedic black male actors did and they decided to wear a dress or not even decided but maybe they were put in the corner and their morals were compromised and they had no choice quote unquote right so i see all this to say whenever a new door of ascension is reached, there is now this level of compromise that is being had. It just made me feel so sorry. Like, dang, Angela, they got, they got Auntie Angie. (laughs) Uh, And it was just so kind of awkward to watch. You know, Angela Bassett is a grown woman, right? Both her and Virginia King are both grown. I think Angela Bassett is a few years older. But, you know, Black don't crack, and they look so well. Like, they look so put together, so well-maintained that you can't even, I don't know, child. I just was just like, okay, child, okay. So now, and okay, people want to say, oh, well, it wasn't sexualized. It's not to say that it came off sexual in that capacity. It's not to say that, um, like, there was no tongue action. She wasn't feeling her. Like, it wasn't like in that sense it just was questionable like what was the what was the reason in the words of cardi b what was the reason you know why why did it need to go go there so that's just was my um point of contention but hey you know congratulations nonetheless i'm glad that she's got this award and she's proud and she's happy for this great achievement as she should be but yeah this moment was very interesting rather strange and just made me wonder why like what's happening here moving on to the next black female actress because we're in a whole look at us we talk about taraji angela Regina, now Vivica. (laughs) Vivica, Vivica. Okay, so Vivica received backlash recently for not wholly supporting Taraji P. Henson's sentiments about not being paid fairly as a Black woman in Hollywood. And I don't agree with the backlash that Vivica A. Fox is receiving for this because, and I'm going to play the clip in a moment, but what I find annoying is that I really hate this blind loyalty that 
black people, black women, uh, Caribbean women, like whatever your identity politic is, I hate the blind loyalty of having to support and identify and, and relate with just because we share one or two identifiers, right? Oh, we're black women. So I got to agree with everything you say. Oh, we're black women. Oh, like what? And Vivica A. Fox, she talks about how she basically doesn't have the same experience as Taraji. She doesn't have much of a complaint when it comes to her, um, her checks and the way she's getting paid. She's doing well for herself. Apparently, apparently. And people want to make fun of uh, Vivica A. Fox because, oh, she's doing ads for car insurance. And, oh, she's in Lifetime movies. So? <laughs> if that is still bringing joy to her, if that is paying her bills, why is that a slight to her? I just don't like, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Now we get, now we making fun of the, the job that people have, quote unquote, the humble jobs that people have. But we don't make fun of people, of women working in OnlyFans, right? We encourage, we celebrate that. But when a woman is working in the industry in, quote unquote, low budget films, and she may be more on the TV screen on these local channels rather than a blockbuster hit movie like she once was at one point, because Vivica Fox once was at one point. Oh, we're making fun of her? How about encourage and celebrate the fact that Vivica Fox is still doing a damn thing. She is still putting herself out there, acting in different capacities, landing roles in whatever range that they're in. It's still to be glorified. So that just rubs me the wrong way. But let's go ahead and listen to what she says here in her... Um, in her response to one of the, um, people like TMZ folks asking her, Hey, what do you think about Taraji? So let me go ahead and change my account. You know, when you log into a Google Chrome and it acts like it doesn't remember that, Hey, Hey girl, we've seen you before. Hey, girl. Child, I'm really sick of this shit. Sorry, excuse me. Excuse my French. Let's see if I can remember the YouTube. Okay, there we go. But anyway, so, yeah, I just don't like that. I feel like we have to let people just have their own respective opinions and experiences. If I can't relate, I can't relate. That's no slight. How else do you want me to say I can't relate? I can't relate. Oh, I can't relate. Like, what are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about right now? Anyway, I think I finally got it to work. Okay, there we go. So let me go ahead and play this video. And then we'll break it down some more. Some more, some more, some more. Okay, sorry. Let me just share the screen. <laughs> and make sure you are watching on YouTube. 
That is a great way for you to support this podcast. This is an independent podcast. I am not signed to anyone yet, if I so choose. And this is your way of supporting me, whether it's um, directly through monetization, uh, through compensation, direct compensation uh, via clicking the link in the bio and clicking the donations. Um, donations shout out to shout to dr umar anyway let's go ahead and play this so we want to know do you feel like um now is the perfect time to have the conversation that taraji kind of continued over monique you know you're an actress you've been out there is this the perfect time to kind of talk about that in the right platform you know darling to each his own do you know what i mean i'm very happy very blessed and uh to each his own. I didn't have that experience, so, you know, but to uh, get your piece out is important. I totally understand that. And uh, I love my girls for looking out for each other, but uh, I'm good. And so she's good. What's the problem? Oh, uh, Vivica could have shown more compassion. And what am I talking about? What are we talking about? What the fuck is Vivica supposed to do? Say, cry on camera and be like, I can't believe the treatment of Taraji. What do we stop? And this kind of brings me back to what I was saying earlier. I know I probably came off a little bit harsh and not as compassionate as one could be, right? But I'm coming from a standpoint of, I don't make a, a fraction of, how much Taraji is making, okay? And yet she's complaining about what now? How much is, oh, oh, you're not getting paid a million? Oh, but it's 750,000? Oh, that, that must be sucky. That must suck, right? So there's just that surface level of irritation that I have. But I realized after thinking about it some more is that we all aren't, we all are on different paths, right? Not everyone has the same experience, but we have the same experience. And what I mean by that is just like how everyday folks in America, where most of the times we're living paycheck to paycheck, we're making ends meet, we, we just made it, like, you know, we just getting by, we're doing our best, you know, we're a little bit above surviving, maybe we're thriving, but a lot of people who are of that 1%, uh, you know, that's exclusive class, but nonetheless, those who are in the entertainment industry is really not what it seems, right? We have the impression of, oh, or, oh, you know, this person's always getting dolled up. This person is always looking so nice and well put together. And she's always on my screen. Of course, she's getting paid big bucks, but that may not always be the case. And she has to live in a specific box that is conducive to her image, right? So yes, she may live in a multi-million dollar home, but of course the expenses for that home is not going to be the same amount as the expenses on my home, right? So she has to make sure her jobs, jobs 
are fulfilling the necessary expenses that she have. She has to make sure her team is getting paid. So like there's a lot that does ride on it. And I think I wasn't being as open-minded as I could have been. Cause again, I was looking at it from just a surface level of bitch, you're a millionaire, shut the fuck up. Right. But with millionaires, they are still having to work relentlessly multiple jobs, maintain multiple streams of income to keep up, to maintain. And just like they're maintaining in their in their own way, I'm maintaining in my own way, right? So, I mean, who am I to say their level of maintaining is, is uh, unimportant? I, no, look, it is unimportant. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Look, I'm trying to be sensitive here, but no, I, I am being, um, um, honest and what I'm saying right now. Like I know it's kind of hard as regular Joe Schmo to feel sympathy or anything for those who are in such a higher bracket. But if you just try to look beside yourself or beyond yourself, you could recognize that, hey, their experience is probably just like mine, just like on a different scale. So that's just what I'm saying here. Taraji, she deserves all of the, yo, Hidden Figures is a really good movie. It's a really good movie. So shout out to that and shout out to her work. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Halle Bailey. And how she finally admitted that she had a baby boy. She had a baby with her boyfriend, DDG, who is known as an uh, internet streamer. Uh, I think he's, yeah, he's one of the YouTubers from the very beginning. He has a large following. He's made great investments, apparently. Apparently, he's apparently he's a great businessman. So he's he's doing well for himself. He could afford... Uh, the lifestyle that he seemingly has. And that's great. Good for them. Congratulations. What I don't appreciate, though, is, you know, for the past nine months, there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not she's pregnant. Um, people were really doing their due diligence in researching and zooming in and putting two and two together to confirm her pregnancy. The whole time, Hallie was playing our faces, gaslighting us, wearing bigger clothes, clothing, but standing in an angle that wasn't too obvious. And thankfully, as a, a pregnant woman at the time, she didn't, her face didn't demonstrate that. Like, I guess her face wasn't as obvious as a pregnant woman. And she just, she was able to kind of float by. So with that being said, it was a continuous investigation that a lot of people had on whether or not, is she pregnant? Is she not? Y'all need to mind your business, whatever, you know, all this stuff. So, okay, cool. She's purposely, she purposely hid it from us. It's been confirmed that she did have the child. She admitted it herself. And in her Instagram post, she shows a picture of her hand, well, her finger being held by her baby son. And, you know, 
just born, their hands are super tiny, right? So you see this tiny hand wrapped around her index finger and it's super cute but that's all we see we don't see his his face we don't see her face in the photo we just see their hands wrapped together beautiful congrats it's still great i'm glad that you know uh she had a healthy baby and it seems to be a joyous time in the caption she says quote even though we're a few days into the new year the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was bring me my son. Welcome to the world, my halo. The world is desperate to know you, end quote. And in the last part of her caption, she includes a couple of emoji. The emoji that's like a wink, like, gotcha. You know, that wink. Uh, the laughing emoji, like, ah, when you're laughing and you're like, your head's rolling. <laughs> you gotta do is <laughs> that one like girl, what? And the heart. So, okay, cool. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. But first of all, stop insulting your fans. And I'm not even a fan of Chloe, Halle Bailey, and yet like I I didn't really care for their work. Um, I know they're talented. I've seen them perform um on TV. And I can't deny that they're very talented. They're great singers. They like great. Good for them. But I just don't appreciate when celebrities, they get so mad when you're invested in their lives. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and I know, oh, we're in 2024 now and we got to respect people's boundaries and even celebrities. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> And I'm not saying it in a way to like encourage stalking or predatory behavior or anything like that. I just think there is this like, oh, I'll show you. It's like this, like you're playing with me. You're playing with me, basically. You're making it out to seem like, oh, you know, I don't want you to give me attention, but I want you to give me attention. I don't want you to give me attention, but I want you to give me attention. Which one is it? Which one is it? You know, oh, we're desperate. Like, and look, you don't have to like give all the details, but I feel like you could have shared something during, like, I, I mean, you didn't have to lie or like, you know, obviously when you're pregnant, they say you can't talk about it until like the first trimester is over with. And so at least then you could have said something. I just think to kind of play in our face, to get mad at us for asking questions or wondering or coming to conclusions and then lying straight to our faces. Um, even DDG, he had attitude with some of the fans talking about, dang, I don't know why y'all care so much. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, what? You don't know why we care so much yet. Now you're posting about your child and though he hasn't shown her uh, their their son's face still either, it's still like he's now talking about him. He's showing other parts of his body. Like he just blurs out the, the baby boy's face. And so it's like, okay, you don't want attention about your son, yet you're still posting about your son, which will garner attention. Do, do you know how crazy that sounds? The son actually now has what a Instagram page, an Instagram page. Okay. 
the son is now uh twenty seven thousand no twenty seven thousand followers deep on Instagram. <laughs> he was born two days ago. I'm just <laughs> I just cannot. Oh, but you're mad at people wanting to know if you are pregnant. What? You're mad at people for wishing you a happy pregnancy, a happy birth, and congratulations. And now you created a, an, a public social media account for your son who you didn't want to have been given attention. It's just, it doesn't, that's what I'm saying. Like, just like you're, you're spitting in our face, you're peeing in our face, and you're saying it's raining. Like, you know what, bitch? Fuck you. <laughs> and mind you, again, I wasn't even one of the ones who was invested in figuring it out. And, oh, are you pregnant? Like, I no, I just, I just came across it, across my timeline and found the content to be interesting and, you know, stalked her and went to her house. But so? <laughs> um, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay, so let's move forward. So shout out to them. Congrats. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Let's talk about Kush. Kush. Say it with me. Kush. Um, first of all, what is Kush? Because some people call it as another way to say weed, right? Okay, I just looked it up. It says cannabis. Okay, but it's not though. Because the Kush in Sierra Leone is not from mother nature it's not from their backyard it's from chemicals child tell me why i came across a video on youtube and yo you know obviously with a lot of people what engages people into watching a youtube video is the thumbnail and the thumbnail of this video included these men who were pretty thin in frame and they are looking absent-minded to say the least pretty much zombies and they're holding something to their mouth the title of the video is saying something of the sort of human bones mixed with drug called kush and I'm like, I say, <laughs> what? In Sierra Leone, okay? And so, I, of course, I eventually clicked the video, watched it, and I was so disturbed. One thing about me is once I find something that I'm intrigued about, I'm going to spend a good week or two researching, Okay? And I am in the midst of that currently. So Kush is a mysterious new zombie drug that's ravaging Sierra Leone, an epidemic described as the worst in Africa. And amid fears, the crisis uh, could destabilize the entire nation. A shocking new twist, the use of ground-up human bones 
as one of the drug's cocktail of ingredients. Y'all, this is disturbing beyond belief. And so West African Kush is nothing like the weed that we call, that some people call Kush in America. Because again, when I initially looked up Kush, it just said cannabis. And as we know, cannabis is of the earth, is natural, it's a plant, and it's not even a drug, you know, it's the whole debate. But you don't describe Kush here in America as one that's synthetic, as one that's filled with chemicals. It's more of a, you know, lackadaisical type of drug. But the Kush in West Africa is totally different. This Kush is a synthetic It does have a cannabinoid-like drug in it, but it's as dangerous as heroin and cocaine, and it's killing around a dozen users a week. (sighs) So, of course, it's an epidemic. Of course, this drug is something that you can't just shake off. So, a lot of the people who are hooked on it in Sierra Leone are hooked on it for you know, against their will, right? You know, it just takes one one puff and next thing you know, it it, it releases a dopamine that your brain is now uh, addicted to and now you have to chase that high and it's hard to overcome it, you know, easily at least, right? So it's sweeping West Africa by storm and it really makes me wonder how. How did this get introduced to Sierra Leone? Who brought this into their land, into their territory? In the video that I watch, you see the drug dealer who is a Sierra Leone native. And he is anonymous in the video. So we see the back of him and he's speaking to the reporter and the reporter's asking him, don't you feel guilty? Why are you selling this to your, to your people? You see how it's killing thousands and thousands of Africans. And he says, basically the way that the economy is set up there, he has to sell this drug in order to get by in order to survive the economic status in his land, this his way, this is his way of doing so. Now, look, some people may look at this as an excuse, right? You know, you shouldn't, there's no justification for drug dealing, right? Don't you see the people on the streets falling down like zombies? Like there's no justification for it. And sure, you may have a good argument there, but I think this really brings me to a bigger issue though. The economy, when you leave people at a point where there is no hope, (laughs) there's no, not even just hope, but right, there's no jobs, there's no access to jobs, to just a better life, to a better welfare, where your only option is to kind of sell, like that is seemingly at least right the hope is gone so even the idea of no i could i could overcome i can see the future i could rise above the drug dealing land the temptation of drug dealing no you can't because the hope is not even there y'all 
the hope is gone. Like, it's like, no, I have to sell these drugs. If I want to eat, if I want to feed my daughter, if I want to feed my son, if I want to provide for my family, I have to sell this drug called Kush, grind up some human bones in it because it's a little parsley, apparently, and sell it? <laughs> hey! You know, like, that is just where, that's where my mind goes because how did this even become an epidemic? Who brought this there? How did they get exposed to it? That's where that's where my concern and what, where my question lies. But anyway, if you guys care to watch, it is a short video on YouTube. Simply type in Kush Sierra Leone and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's disturbing. It's distressing content. It's not something you will probably want to watch with your children. So beware. But I say all this to say, just like put it down. Don't even get caught up in the curiosity of smoking anything because you never know the type of uh, brain you have wired up, right? Sometimes we think that we are so strong and nothing could get us, right? I know for myself, I mean, I thank God I'm where I am right now, right? I thank God I'm not in that circumstance where I have it all around me and the temptation is right in my face. Because I think I, for myself, I do have a, I do have an addictive personality. I hyperfixate a lot. And with hyperfixation, I focus so intently on one thing. And with drugs, there's no like one thing. Like you can't, oh, I'm okay. I'm, I just tried fentanyl for the week. I'm done. No, no, no. You tried it for a day or two, you're hooked until you're not hooked anymore. And your life is just, now ravage. <laughs> you are now trying to get yourself up again. And it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing that this has taken over your life in a way where you have no control. So, I mean, God bless. I, I don't know what else to say. I watched that and I was so taken aback. It's very disturbing and it's sad. But, but again, my question is, how did it get there? Who introduced who to Kush in Sierra Leone? Finally, let's go ahead and wrap up with this secret tunnel discovery in NYC, which is a very strange story. Uh, recently it's been exposed that there are secret tunnels in New York city, particularly under a synagogue. The passageway is believed to have started in the basement of an empty apartment building behind the Shabbat headquarters, snaking under a series of offices and lecture halls before eventually connecting to the synagogue. It's not exactly clear how long it has been there. And so there are images of a whole civilization under uh, underground. Um, 
quite fascinating. Clearly, if this is a whole structured underground civilization, this has been had for years now. I dare, dare I say decades because the sophistication and the look of this tunnel is not something that was done overnight. Um, for several hours, police pleaded with the young men to leave the entrance to the tunnel. According to witnesses, after they refused, the officers covered the area with a white curtain and entered the dusty crevasse with zip ties to detain the protesters. The passageway is believed to have started in the basement of an empty apartment building behind the headquarters. And there are different offices and lecture halls underneath. Like there, people are aware or the people in the community are aware of this, this place and they secretly meet and store whatever information they're storing. Like what is going on? And I feel like mayors and other people in these elected positions are probably aware of this. They probably knew this at some point, whether all or some, there is no surprise in this news for some people. Nine people between the ages of 19 and 22 were ultimately arrested on charges that included criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and, obstru and obstructing governmental administration, according to the police. So, so yeah, so this was a historic, this is a historic Brooklyn synagogue and it is the center of an influential Hasidic Jewish movement, uh, was trashed this week during an unusual community dispute dispute that began with the discovery of a secret underground tunnel and ended in a brawl between worshipers and police. And you know, what's so interesting, these small hats folks, right? They really have no fear of the police. There's no like, oh, yes, sir, you know, fear of being detained by them or being beaten by them because, because why? They hold a level of power. I mean, at this point, <laughs> More is being revealed. We are in the year of exposure, it, it seems like. Shout out to Cat Williams. And these tunnels are now being exposed to the mass. But I, again, I, I do think those who are in elected positions are aware or have been aware of this for quite some time. So that is all for today, you guys. I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. And I will check in with you all next time. Peace.